0: Welcome back to pop of color pod with india and ruby even though it's just india today because our dear co-host ruby is still living her best international life i've seen her i think now she's in london i don't know where she is but just gallivanting doing her thing and diagon alleys and with her dog and her parents and i just know she's having the best time and Yeah, so it's just me today. Again, last week was just me. So (laughs) if you did not enjoy me last week, just bear with me again this week. Maybe you'll love me more. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm more tolerable this week. Um, I am tired. So I'm a little, I'm half delusional. It's been a long week, Um, a very great week, but long. Um, We just had a full moon in Gemini. So I hope all of you are doing well and have overcome the chaos. Did not succumb to the um, the aggressiveness of this last moon in um, this year, 2022. So y'all, um, it's, it's been a trying time for me. <laughs> As any entrepreneur would say, there's ups, there's downs, there's highs, there's lows. You just gotta roll with it and um monday was just very frustrating for me i had a closing which was great very grateful um but some things did not go the way that i intended them to go and my ass had the largest anxiety attack (laughs) i can laugh about it now because honestly i'm sure that like my angels were like bitch you are tripping for no fucking reason like you need to relax. It's all going to be fine. And meanwhile, me, I'm just, oh, just like, and then after I have an anxiety attack, I'm like, yeah, let's go work out. Oh, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I overcame that. We're good. Um, and yeah, so when the actual full moon hit on the seventh, I honestly didn't, I felt great <laughs> because I had already pre-released it. Like, I don't know the... While the moon was still waning in this bitch, I was like having full on anxiety attacks. So it wasn't too bad for me, but I hope it was just as great for everyone else. (laughs) I hope it was fine for everyone else. I hope everyone survived that, have grown from that, was able to reflect and release what doesn't serve you. And we're just ready for this manifesting 2023. Yes, I'm so excited. Um... So anyway, I guess let's get on into Bravo stuff. Um, Let me see. Okay, so Poppy and Poopy of the Week. Um, My Poppy of the Week is going to be Kathy Hilton because she's just so fucking funny, even when she doesn't try. So I don't know if anyone has seen the clip of her from People's Trace Awards. She uh, announced um, an award, and that was for, I can't remember what that lady's name is, from Law & Order SVU. Um, I know there are so many probably Law & Order SVU fans. I have friends that are fans. It's just not a show that I, I watch for entertainment. Um, It's not a show that I, I it's not my go-to show for, to relax. Uh, that's going to be all, all things housewives. So anyway, she's in the back while this lady is, you know, accepting her award, <laughs> looking for a lip gloss and just putting a lip gloss. Which is so funny that they caught that on camera because I'm sure Kathy thought like, oh, I'm not in shot. Like I'm not in range of like the camera. So let me like pamper up. And whole time she was right in right in the shot. It, that was pretty funny. We just do not deserve her. And I'm super excited for whenever Beverly Hills comes back and hopefully she's there. Um, rumors have it that her friend will be joining, which she needs some allies. And I hope that her and Kyle's relationship is better. Um, by then who knows like that just seems like a crazy sibling scenario um but anyway so that's my poppy of the week my poopy of the week and we'll just segue right into that bitch is Rishi because whew, this episode of family karma was a little rough for your girl um especially if you have been cheated on you know in the past by by a um I gonna said a sibling <laughs> by a partner It's really triggering to see that you can tell someone is lying and the person that is being lied to can't see it yet because we've all been that gullible girl who just believes in our partner so much or that gullible guy who believes in our partner so much, whoever, and you just are bamboozled. (laughs) So I'm laughing to hide the pain, Um, the trauma, I will say. But anyway... Um, that was rough to watch. So let's just get into it. Um, I guess let me back up and say, these are the shows I'm going to be covering today. Um, Family Karma, Potomac, and Salt Lake City. I'm going to say Miami for next week when Ruby rejoins us because, first of all, there were four episodes and I've just been way too busy to consume content, um, while being like thinking and t- taking notes, like I just haven't had the time for that. Um, my escape has been Rony season. I think I'm on season six now, or season seven. I'm on season seven when Bethany comes back. I made it through the dark days of Kristen and Aviva and Heather. Like so, this is the last season of Kristen and Heather, and I couldn't be more excited that they are out of this bitch. Quite frankly. Um anyway, so yeah. Now moving forward, let's get back to family karma. So, with family karma, we open up with Brian working at his computer and I'm um, calls him and is like, "Hey yo, I'm outside." Pulled up at his house randomly in the middle of the workday and apparently it has to be far because I think just Brian or Amra, one of them lives in Coral Gables. So I can't imagine where the other one lives. Um, Maybe like 30, 40 minutes apart, I'm going to assume. But anyway, so he pulls up and he's like, yo, like, did you tell Rishi about the conversation? And Brian's like, uh, no, what are you talking about? And Amr's like, "Don't lie to me," and he's like, "No, I didn't tell him." And he's like, "All right." So then he says it like, "Yeah, you did." Um, I found out that you told him and was obviously really upset about it. And Brian's like, "Okay, I lied." And it's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, it like when people lie about stupid shit because honestly, this isn't like something that's like crazy to like to tell the truth about if like someone asked you like hey did you tell such and such yeah like that's my friend i wanted him to know what was being said, so he could have a, a moment to have a conversation with monica about it whatever whatever leave it at that but the fact that you lied i feel like made it worse for amrit and a- amrit's lawyer attorney came out and was like you know what you're no longer invited to my bachelor party i can't trust you anymore like it's a done deal obviously the person who told is vishal so you know, there's also the, damn, you can't keep your mouth shut? Like, what the fuck? But Brian shouldn't have lied, to be quite fair. Um, so anyway, that happened. Of course, Brian's upset because he's like, wow, I can't go to the bachelor party this weekend. Everything is ruined. Like, you can just kind of tell he feels bad about it. Um, they, Vishal, Bali, and Rish, Risha, um, Risha go to a vintage store for 90s wear to prep for the bachelor party. Um, nothing really... Like, happens like that. Vishal just says he's not drinking this weekend. And Risha has told him that, like, I'm not signing the marriage license until you stop drinking. I'm on the fence about this because it's, like, why go through the whole hassle of having this whole fucking ceremony just to turn around and say, I'm not going to sign the marriage license? Like, why pay thousands? I'm sure they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for that wedding. Just to turn on and be like, I'm actually not gonna officially be married to you until you do this. That's kind of hard for me, um, but I do think that part of that was probably stemming from him missing their wedding night. So I would be pissed too. And I'm sure she's like, look, I just got to put my foot down about something in order for him to change. So that's why I said I'm on the fence about it because I see both sides. Anyway, they're discussing the Risha, um, I mean the Rishi, um, I'll just call him Rish. The Rish Monica like drama um and how brian just gave him multiple days to like get his story straight delete messages like come up with an alibi all sorts of things and that is fair um because obviously like and that's hard because you never know what brian's intentions were and it could have been that but yeah it's just messy i haven't i honestly don't really have that many words about it um Shira and Dharma go to the temple to pray. They're just talking about how um, Dharma's ready for Brian to g- get married and get out the house, like ready to have an empty nest. Um, it's really nice to see different religions and cultures and how they do things. And especially like the offerings and like the praying um, that they like ceremonies and stuff that they do. And how they said, like, you know, we don't pray for anything specific for our kids, but we just pray happiness on them and that they do whatever feels good and that they're living their full life. And I think that's really important because a lot of parents will try to instill or pray about what they want for their kid. And it's like, maybe that's not the highest good, like, for everyone. Like, let's just pray for the highest good. And I just try to focus more on that than what the actual outcome is. It just puts you more at peace. Anyway, so then um, – This is when the drama starts. Like, this is when the episode gets good. This is when Amrit and Nicholas meet up with Monica. Oh, my gosh. First of all, let me say Monica's stunning. I think she's so pretty. Um, And the way she handled herself with cameras, knowing that her boyfriend, cheated, I would have flipped a table or i would have been so pissed called him been like what the fuck like yelled at him like i would have it would have taken everything in me not like to maintain my composure especially knowing that this is on tv and it's really embarrassing i would have i would have spazzed on him especially at the park but we'll get there so um they're telling her about the rumor that Nirja put out which i'm like where's this Neerja bitch at where is she like, where is she? She has all this shit to talk about. She has all this shit to say. But then when the information comes out, where's she at? And maybe she was like, I never intentionally wanted to be on the show. Like, fair. Maybe, like, Amrit. Who knows if cameras were there. Like, they didn't show any footage of. I don't know if they showed any footage of Amrit and Nicholas with Neerja. Like, actually with her. So, fair if Nirja's like, look. Like, all of this was said off camera. And I didn't anticipate y'all putting me out there like that. But anyway, tells Monica, yeah, Nirja showed us messages between um her and I guess Rish's brother about dropping him off to see some girl. So Monica's like, all right, bet. Like, let's call this bitch. <laughs> because me. Okay. And she does mention that like her and Neerja don't really get along. They're ages apart and they just don't see eye to eye. Um, so um then um also Amrit tells Monica that, like, Brian told Rish. Um, and so she's like, what the fuck? Like, Brian told him and not me. That's crazy. Like, I don't understand that. So anyway, Monica's like, let's call Neerja. So, of course, Neerja doesn't answer the phone. <laughs> Amrit was so scared to call her. He's like, you sure you want to call her? And she's like, yes, totally. I have done this. Like, well, something like this. So let's, let's tell a little bit of story, like, <laughs> about my life. Um, when I was... In my mid-twenties, I was seeing this guy. We weren't official or anything like that. He was definitely, like, courting me in the sense of, like, taking me on dates. And um, he lived in a different town, like, city, but in the same state. So I would drive to go see him, which wasn't too far from my parents' house. He would drive to come see me. Like, he was um, in, like, the club scene. Wow, I don't want to give too much weight. Who who gives a fuck? Like I doubt this guy will ever hear this. Um. So, um. Anyway, long story short, I used to bartend, so I didn't get home and go to bed until like five a.m. Because anyone in that scene knows, like, you when you you party together, you work together, you party harder together. Um. And so we didn't get home. I didn't get home to like five a.m. Laying my little head down to sleep, and I get a call at it, like seven in the morning from a girl and she's like hey i went through my boyfriend's phone and i found your number or i found you texting like what is y'all's relationship whatever whatever and i'm like who whose girlfriend are you and she tells me i'm like oh shit and you know what's funny this guy actually told me about her but in the sense of like we used to date but when she lived here now she like lives somewhere else and so we don't date anymore anyway long story short she's like yeah i'm just you know finding out all this stuff and i'm like okay well how about we put him on the phone and she's like, I, I just kind of want to like go through his phone some more. And I'm like, No, I think we should put him on the phone. <laughs> Why does she listen to me? So she goes and wakes him up. I'm like, Oh my gosh! Like, so yes, I am Monica in this situation. We're like, Let's call. Since people want to cause a ruckus, let's like let's figure this shit out. Let's break it down. Let's let's solve this puzzle of a disaster. Okay, so I'm with her on that, like, completely. So anyway, of course, Neerja doesn't answer. So she's like, all right, I'm texting Rich to meet me at the park because I need to know what the fuck is going on. And he's basically asking, like, I think she actually calls him. And he's asking, like, or no, I think, no, she texts him because he responds, like, is everything okay? Like, no, dude, shit's not sweet. What the fuck? Like, it's not, no. And the thing is, the craziest part is that he knew. Like, a week before, Brian said he told him a week before and so he had all that time to prep. I mean, men are stupid anyway, and I think I mentioned this before that women are just way better at everything including cheating, which I don't recommend anyone cheat. But I'm just saying like we're better at it. We're better. We think 10 steps ahead. We play chess and men play checkers. I don't know what they play. Like they just they're not very good. They're not very smart creatures. Um very low low vibrational. <laughs> Anyway, so she meets him. Well, while she's in the car, she calls Brian basically, like, What the fuck, dude? Like, you, why would you tell him over me? Like, you've known me forever. What the fuck? And he's like, Well, like, I just didn't want you to blow up. Like, I didn't want it to be like a big thing. And it's like, No, like, that made me question his intentions. Like, it made me feel like, or it made me feel like that, A, Brian was okay with the cheating. He just wanted Rish to, like, get his story straight. So when it came out, like, there could be repair and i think that a lot of men think like oh cheating is okay like he put his friendship with um rish over his friendship with um monica and i will be pissed about that so anyway monica meets him rish at the park and um uh she's yeah rish is not saying like the truth at this point like she's like yeah Brian said he told you seven days ago or somehow she found out that, like, he's known for a week. And he was like, no, I haven't. He just told me today. You're lying. What the fuck? Like, why continue to lie? And he's like, of course, um, I would never do anything to hurt you. Like, and Monica's just like, tell me the fucking truth. Like, because it's going to come out anyway. Just tell me the truth. And he's like, I just found out today. Really, I did. And this is what I talk about, these, like, awful lies. Like, you can't even get your shit straight. And she's like, well, I believe him. Like, he lies about stupid stuff, but he never has lied about anything serious. It's like, the one thing I realized, if a person can lie about some stupid shit, they can definitely lie about some big shit. Like, this isn't, this is not the opposite. It's not, oh, this person only lies about the, like, does white lies. They don't ever lie, really. Like, Girl the gullibleness of it but again we've all been there or most of us have been there with a lying cheating ass man who can't change and like for that i just i mean as i mentioned last week we if you look at monica's um, instagram page rish is not to be found at all and hopefully it's not a plot twist of surprise like just wanted you to see what's coming out family karma and she's actually moved on um and again that's not to say that men can't be forgiven for cheating it's just Depends on your tolerance, what you will accept, like the the steps of repair, you know, like if you're willing to do that. But the fact that this man just continuously lies, I'm just like, run, run. Do not move in with him. Run. So anyway, uh, this was kind of the boring part. Bali, Risha, and Avni all met for girls night, yada, yada, yada. Like they're all telling Risha that she enables... um, Michelle's bad behavior which is true but it's like you can only control someone so much um it's not really all of her fault but of course yeah she's got to put her foot down about shit because it's like a a child I mean men are basically children like you have to instill a punishment and not back away from it because if you back away from it they're just gonna know oh shit like when whenever she does this I just give her whenever I do this I just give her a day to recover and then I'm backing her good graces. Like, we need to instill, <laughs> instill consequences with these men and follow our word and let them know we are not to be played with, okay? We are not to be played with. Put them in the corner, put them in timeout, do whatever you gotta do. Because again, men are low vibrational species in general. All right, anyway, Amra and Vishal go to get his chest box. I honestly don't care about this either. Um, Vishal is very hairy, where I'm very hairy. Um, I started back using my IPL system which if no one knows what that is it's basically an at-home laser system so I bought it during the pandemic and then didn't use it it was like a $300 system that I just let sit because I don't know I'm an instant gratification girl and I just wasn't seeing the results and it's like well whatever but I have committed to using it again and because I am hairy and shaving and waxing is just a hassle um I just need an easier solution. And so instead of going to pay thousands of dollars for a laser hair treatment, I will do this. And then if I need to do some touch-ups, we'll just take it step by step, day by day. <sighs> Does anybody remember that show? It was what was it? Step up? Second time around, step by step, day by day. First start over in a dent Anyway. <laughs> wow all these old shows i used to watch i need to um have like a flashback day of watching that family matters a little full house um a little stay by the bell all the classics <sighs> anyway so um did anything else like fun happen oh <laughs> also in that scene the fact that vishal was like yeah monica is probably back pretending like everything is normal and the producers those shady producers, Going to, segwaying to Monica and uh Rish, just swinging on the swings, like nothing fucking happened, like insane. She didn't even like take a step to be, take a moment to breathe and be like, you know what, I just need to absorb what, you, what you've told me. I'm gonna go. Or she didn't pull a Kourtney Kardashian. Talk, bye, I gotta go. Call me when you wanna be honest. Like she just, and I think it is like that whole feeling of like not wanting to be embarrassed. Maybe it's like, All right, I'll deal with this later, but I'm not going to do this right now with you at all. Maybe it was kind of that. I don't know. Anyway, so Anisha and uh, Sheetra, um, or Shira, I don't know why I said Sheetra. Shira go to uh, the mini house. And that was kind of boring. Like, they were just talking about their hopeful marriages in the future, whatever, whatever. Anisha calls Brian out and saying, like, you know, I feel bad for you, you know, like, for this whole monica thing and brian's like i should feel bad like you know bro code and i know that it's different and i shouldn't have done that and maybe i should have just told them both at the same time no shit dirt uh no dipshit sherlock or whatever they say like no shit sherlock like you should have told her if that's your friend over him like there's no bro code when you've known her longer and you're better friends with her like what the fuck? um yeah it just looks shady in general for sure And this is a juicy scene, which I think is a catalyst for whatever the fuck is going to happen on the next episode because, yeah, so, ooh, so Monica gets home with her dad Raj, her sweet, sweet soul of a dad Raj, and she's telling him, you know, about this rumor and Raj is like, is there proof? And she's like, no, there's no proof. And he's like, If I find out this is true, I'm going to his house cutting his dick off and giving it to you. Like, I don't know why fathers have this type of threat. Like, I'm going to cut his dick off. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not going to that man's house, pulling down his pants and cutting his dick off and giving it to me. Absolutely not. Because then your ass would be in jail. Then what? What? You made dicks stew and now what? Like it's just like one of those empty threats that just like bothers me it's like let's say something more intimidating and something more realistic like how about you go to his house and beat whoop his ass how about you go to his house and punch him in the fucking face how about you um make a voodoo doll like something realistic okay so she's like I don't believe any of it and Raj is like all right so if you found proof would you leave and she's like yeah I would leave I would definitely leave And she's like, but like men who cheat don't give their girlfriends their passwords to everything. Girl, wake. Wake the fuck up. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They just delete shit. They just delete shit. They always end up getting caught, but they try. And I guess she's just not one of those girlfriends that goes through anything, which is great, trust. But just don't be so naive to think that just because he gives you his password to everything doesn't mean he's not doing shit. So anyway, um, she just talks about how she just really was disappointed. I just don't think they're meant to be together. To be quite fair, um, she's just like I was really disappointed. We we planned this major excursion for my thirtieth birthday, and I really thought like this is the moment he's gonna propose. And I went home not proposed to. Like she just has these expectations for her life, which is great. And I don't know if they're really like what she wants or what she like society expects from her because she's this girl next door, goody two shoes, like girl in the indian community there and you know like maybe she's just like worried about her reputation and things like that obviously and so i don't know if these are actual things that she wants or things that she thinks that she wants um because i don't think rich is it and now he's very attractive and we like a baller man okay he drives a nice car a porsche he's seems very financially stable um he has his own restaurant he does things um (laughs) I don't know what the does things part meant, but like he makes money. Okay. So we love that, but like that's not the end all be all. And there are so many other men out here. Like, really, I'm still shipping um, Brian and Monica, even though Brian is clearly a liar too. I'm still shipping them for some reason. I think that they'd work good together. They just, you know, try again. So anyway, Monica leaves out the room. Raj calls Arish and is like, yo, what's up? Um, yeah, we need, you need to come over and talk. So he goes inside of his car and he's like, Yeah, so basically, like, what's going on? What are these rumors? And Rich is like, I would never do anything to hurt her, blah, blah, blah. And Raj is like, You need to make this right. You need to step up to the plate and do the right thing and get engaged. The intensity of this conversation, like, it went from not even zero, like, it went from like, 20% to 100%. Like, what the fuck? They are acting like this is the 1800s when a a man knocks up a woman and it's like, do the right thing. Get married. It's like, the man cheated on her. Like, or he didn't cheat on her. Who, I mean, he cheated on her. Let's be frank. Let's call a spade a spade, okay? I'm a fan of that phrase. Let's call a spade a spade. He cheated on her. Um, But that doesn't mean he needs to quote-unquote do the right thing and get engaged that's just what raj wants like and i think again in the indian community it'll look better like if there is a rumor about like oh like he cheated on her like and it's like oh well it's not true because like look at them they're engaged they're happy like i think it'll just like appear better in like their community but you could tell rish was like what the fuck like what you mean do the right thing like i ain't ready for that like he was all to pieces about it um, and then of course the to be continued, um, Rish shows up to Monica's store and it's like, Hey, we need to talk in the rain outside with an umbrella. Like what well, we can't go in your car. We can't meet somewhere else. Like, it's like, I lied to you. Of course we know that you fucking lied. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. To be continued. We'll see how next week's is. Um, I actually don't know if they like stop their relationship then because in the next episode they're together and Bali is like coming down on Rish about something so I don't know just one more from my girl Monica because whew, mm-mm. no or just want Rish to do better one or the other you know one or the other anyway i gonna take a mini break and then I will be back to talk about um Potomac okay so anyway back to back to potomac we are beginning karen's not birthday dinner um which mia is so extra for canceling it like you don't cancel someone's birthday i don't i'm just not a fan of that because karen didn't do anything bad enough to you to cancel it and so although i'm not a wendy stan or wendy fan i'm not a mia fan either i'm a fan of neither and Mia is just acting like a tyrant on this damn trip when bitch you didn't pay for this shit Bravo did which we'll get into that because these women deserve so much more than what Bravo is giving them right now um honestly truly deserve so much more so anyway um Jacqueline is like all right well like I'm gonna initiate it I'll take charge and she, like, helps the caterer set up, and it's already fucking awkward because they're all sitting at the dinner. Um, minus Mia, like, just waiting and being awkward. Like, none of them are really getting along. It's just, like, the tension is high. So, um, they have dinner. honestly remember nothing about what they ate. Nothing was really memorable. But then they go around and discuss, Um The favorite moment, like, their favorite moments of Karen, which was hilarious. I love the flashbacks because, y'all, let me just say, Potomac brings it every season. Every season they bring it. There's never any long-ass puppy gates and lip gates and tequila gates and uh, yelling about shit gates. And, like, there's never any of that. It's just pure, pure hilarity, pure drama pure like fun that's not like some long ass winded shit like it's great so anyway let's talk about these moments because they were great so candace goes the wig shift is obviously my favorite which fan favorite is mine too and according to watch what happens live that is a fan favorites uh, <laughs> uh, moment of karen's as well ashley's like when i stole karen's wig like and pretended to be her that wasn't really that funny. Our Robin, sorry, I use uh, uh, acronyms. Robins was the tongue because Karen's like, that's how you control a man. You control the tongue. You control the making out, like, disgusting, Um Maybe relatable, but disgusting. And she's like, that's how you got your ring, Robin, which is hilarious. Like, Karen is just so funny. And then Giselle's like the clinkety clack, clank, don't drop the soap. When she uh, yelled at Ashley about Michael Darby. And then Mia's like, when G did the tongue depressor. And I'm like, no. Like, Ashley and Mia's were very self-centered still. And that kind of tells you a lot about who they are. It really does. Low-key. High key Because that wasn't a funny moment to me. That was disgusting. Like, G needs to keep his tongue in his mouth. And I'm sorry, my man would not like that. Like, why are you sticking your tongue out of my woman? Like, in a sexual way. This is not, you're not A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and all the way to Z, and my woman and her vagina. So put that shit back in your mouth unless you're one and gone. Like, it's disgusting. So, anyway. Then some fire entertainers come, and Karen's like, ooh, this is turning me on. Like, who knew the way to Karen's heart was a fire entertainer? Like, I don't know what you call them. Um, I'm not going to even pretend. But I was just weak at Karen's face the whole time. She's just like, wow, like, ooh, like, this is so sensual. Like, what? And then Giselle, how she got to eat later when she the fire breather stuck the fire down her throat i just i just think these women just have hilarious like one-liners hilarious moments that it's honestly i mean i love the um i love potomac because i'm obviously um black and like we just key, key like that all the time <laughs> like in my family and especially like black twitter which if you're not hip get hip because it's the thing it's just really funny um and then karen's like okay i need to call right now like It's a sexy moment like what (laughs) who knew fire entertainers were making Karen horny disgusting um, I might prefer her and Raymond in the bathtub over that honestly So anyway, um, Wendy just said she wasn't gonna come to dinner and um Talked about Mia's feet again the confessional everyone talking about Mia's feet in this confessional Is hilarious now. I mean that's something that you can't change about yourself, but you know she knows she got big feet where's there's no debate in that and i'm sure it's annoying too like how do you find sizes for things like if you wear a size 13 what uh, does she really wear a 13 or a 10 11 12 like when she get in those big sizes and you wear like designer shoes especially like european shoes i mean sneakers too it's hard to find those big ass sizes like how do you and you fighting with people over them like that's got to be rough. That's a rough life to live, okay? Do they have, like, foot surgery that you can, like, make them smaller? And like, that would that would be a nice investment. She should have got that over that BBL. Honestly, truly. <sighs> anyway. So, Ashley and um, Candace are discussing how they decided they table their issues for the sake of Wendy when they were all into lunch. And then, uh, just like in an instant Ashley just brings it up again and she's just like starting shit just bringing up Chris and how he's expressing himself on Twitter and her and Giselle were like offended or whatever and uh, like y'all are able to say what y'all want to say but uh, for one I'm not a fan of men getting involved in women's business and honestly I'm not a fan of men on social media in general i don't i just don't like men on social media like it gives me the ick whenever i see a man post a selfie i get the instant icks that's why i don't use any dating apps um i've never had a boyfriend that's had a like social media and if he has like my um ex from college it wasn't any selfies it was either promotional things like work things like i'm just not really a fan i'm just not really a fan especially the men talking too much like I just like my man to shut up. <laughs> I cook, I clean, I shut up. <laughs> I just thought about that young Miami. Um, uh, what is she, I don't know. She was on her live saying that like about men who like are rich. Like I cook. She's like, I cook, I clean, I shut up. Why? Well, I like my man to just shut up. Like I just, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. no thanks instant ick instantly dries It's as a sahara desert honestly truly anyway so um then candace of course candace is like just trying not to like really deal with it like she's just doing her best to like hold her, her composure and like me and jacqueline are just saying you're like you're so defensive and it's like she can't win if she starts yelling and saying like really um large words like that are offensive like and shady then she's doing too much and deserves to get her ass whooped and when she's quiet and just trying to like not say much about it then she's defensive she can't win my girl can't win to be quite honest and me as representative who candace just knows how to drag people in such an eloquent and um educa- academic way like her and wendy do have that in common um but yeah in her confessional when she was like forehead and dusty vagina I (laughs) those Sagittarius okay don't start shit with them okay just just don't and then she said the rolling hills of necks and the way the producers just zoom in on Giselle and her neck I screamed And I'm triggered because my neck, my, I too have a little bit of rolling hills of necks and I'm only 31 years old. I already planned that I'm going to get a partial facial, facelift at some point when I'm maybe like in my forties or fifties. Like if my neck exercises and my whatever Pilates and all of that don't work, a bitch is going under the knife because that shit looks horrendous. And I can't be walking around here looking like, um, a turkey that needs to be cooked for thanksgiving no thanks (sighs) so anyway um am i just as shady as candace maybe not i don't think so because i just included myself in that so possibly not anyway the next day uh the women are at the house and ashley's talking to her mom about michael and she's like yeah he was so sweet and he sent me a text and i think he misses me like michael is very smart too like he knows how to play the game ashley he knows how to play the game like don't be fooled and i mean honestly i wonder how their dynamic truly is because they're not going to be honest with us like i wonder if the agreement was because i mean he is much fucking older and these old men marrying young women i'm sorry no there's no way to spin it it's a creep okay and he wants to be able to live a certain lifestyle or has certain expectations and so Maybe when, I think when they started, you know, when they were married, he was like, look, I want to play with both men and women. Are you down? And Ashley was like, ooh, how much money do you have in your bank account? 20 mil, 30 mil, 40 mil? I can be down for that much. Like, let's call a spade a motherfucking spade, okay? Okay. Anyway, so then Sharice and Candace are um, just, like, talking about the rumors, and Sharice is just telling her, fuck those rumors, like, just, like, let it roll off of you, and Candace is like, I'm not gonna let that roll off of me. First of all, Ashley's friend is ugly. (laughs) My husband would not be talking to some ugly friend. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. But, and the tricky part is, do we ever see Ashley's friends say these things, like, when she was at her house, like, talking about how Chris was, like, hitting on her or anything? Like, do we ever see that? Or did Ashley just make that up? Because Ashley, as we know, is a producer, okay? She deserves not only um, money for the show, but she also deserves to be executive producer on that thing. Because if she wasn't, she, she would be a great producer, to be quite frank. She really would be. Um, anyway, so just saying like that, Ashley was, pro- Candice just saying that Ashley was projecting on um, her husband's nasty shit BS onto her and not the projection flashback of <laughs> her being like projection, like so fucking funny. These producers are, they just get better and better every season. I don't know if they're hiring like some Gen Zers or Like they've moved away from the baby boomers and they're all, I don't even know, like what are the, what are the requirements to be a producer on these shows? Like maybe I should sign up because (laughs) it's really funny. Um, and I think I would be good at it anyway. So I think honestly, anybody who does one of these recaps possibly be good at it. So anyway, um, Ashley downstairs making TikToks, who gives a fuck? She's always making a TikTok. Um, Mia saying that G or that Giselle, Jacqueline and, um, Karen were going to have fun and the rest of them are going to go on a boat. She made this boat sound like it was going to be some yacht because at first I was like, well, for me, when I, when she first said it, I was like, this boat's probably going to be shitty. That's the first thought I had. But then I saw that Robin was going and who else does she like that was there? I think was it just Robin. Cause it was Candace, Wendy, um, Ashley, well, yeah, I guess, no, she doesn't really like Ashley. Just really Robin. I thought, like, okay, maybe the boat's going to be decent. But then I'm also, like, why would she, like, why would they purposely do two activities and miss out on a nice yacht day? Like, that just wouldn't happen either. So, anyway, um, Robin and um, Candace and everyone um, gets there. Candace invites Wendy. Like, don't want her to be by herself. I'm going to invite her. And checks with Robin. I was so weak when, um, Robin or when Candace called Wendy in the car. I was like, hey, like you want to come with a boat? She's like, sure, I'll come. And just the way Robin rolled her eyes, I was weak because it's so, it's just human nature. Like someone's coming that you hate and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this person. Like you just don't want to, like you just don't want to. And obviously, these women work together. It's just like having... A coworker that is always at the water tank and you just want and you your desk is near the water tank and you just want them to shut the fuck up and go away like or you just have to keep running into them. Or it's like having a coworker and y'all are playing um white elephant and you get their fucking name. No, well, not white elephant. Secret Santa and you pull their name and you're like, fuck, I hate this person and now I have to buy them a gift. <sighs> it's just not not it's just not good. Like I hate working with people that I hate. Like, I just would rather not. All right, so anyway. In the other car, it's Karen, Mia, Giselle, and Jacqueline all going to uh, prepare to have fun, is what Mia said. Karen apologizes to Mia for trying to make her and Wendy be a thing, just knowing that, like, it was just too soon. But it's also, like, for me, it's, like, it's my birthday, so... If it's my birthday and I have friends that don't get along, either fucking show up or don't. But I'm not going to ruin my day. My day is not going to be ruined based off of your the selfishness of you not being able to look past yourself for my birthday. And the fact that Wendy, I mean, that Mia did start it. Like, yeah, Wendy wasn't, wasn't like, she played a part in it too. But Mia, you are not want to do a drink. Like, if anything, Wendy shouldn't want to be around you. Not the opposite. Like, yeah, Whitney said some things, but I don't know. I feel like I just like my opinions differ every time, and honestly, I'm triggered. Like, or my opinions really changed. Like, because y'all, like I said, the Bravo people, the Bravo fans of Potomac did a lot in that with that hashtag. A lot of insinuations that I just couldn't roll with, and so now if I'm clearer headed, um, I just have my opinions are changing. So yeah, that's just again human nature. So, um they get to the Lambos and or yeah, they're driving Lambos, which is very Miami. And not the Abolito in Miami like grandpa Miami like stop trying to speak Spanish, girl. Ruby, I'm sure was like what the fuck and she would be saying that right now. Like, girl. And I think that was her, that, that was her girl Giselle saying that. I should text her right now and be like, how about your girl saying Abol um Abolito in mi- Miami. <laughs> Oh, Ruby would be sick of my shit, but I'm still gonna text her. Anyway, so then they, we see the other girls pull up to this boat, and it's a pedal bike booze cruise. <laughs> like how shady! Like first of all, we're thinking Mia is shady, but really it's these producers. Like these women deserve so much more. Like on Roni, they were getting yachts, like from season two, three, like these big ass houses. Like they had this high ass budget. Like where is the money going for these women? Like, and I know that this is the beginning of the season. They have other trips to plan. But, like, we can't get a house with more than six beds and more than three bathrooms or five bathrooms. Like, everybody can't get a bathroom. We can't get a, a actual yacht. Like, we got to be on a pedal booze cruise with wrapped up saran sandwiches. Um, I think not. I think not. Um, So... Ashley's like to Robin how is your wedding planning going like how's that going do you have a date yet and Robin's being Robin's all coy acting like I don't want to discuss this around people who don't like me which I mean valid like okay but she's just trying to be shady like intentionally trying to be shady when I just feel like just let it go let the dog lie let the mouse go okay Like, just move the fuck on. Just don't mention it at all. Just be like, oh, it's going. Like, we're still in the work. It's still being worked out, you know, just taking it day by day. I'll have more to tell you later. Anyway. um, Then the production crew um, shading. is shady, again, for showing Giselle's neck after Candace says, neck rolls and dirty work. (laughs) In her confessional. I just cannot. Like... (laughs) It's, it's just really funny. Anyway, so they're back at the house now. And um, Robin is showing Giselle that can um, the live that Candace did. She's like, I was in the bathroom taking a shit. And look what I found. And it's just the live of Candace being like, everyone is fake. No one is real. And apparently the blogs had said that she recorded it a few days ago. So Robin's upset because she's like, what the fuck? Like, I sided with you and Chris, and now I'm fake, I'm not real. Like she said, everyone. And it's like, okay, that's something to be upset about, but also just ask her, like, yo, what what is this? Like, if they could have had a moment, just them two, and it could have still been filmed. Like it didn't have to be like some private moment, like, you know, quote unquote, private without cameras. But it could have been private between them. Like, I thought that we were friends. Like, do you think that I'm fake? And then Candace could have been like, no, like, that's not what I meant. Like, whatever, whatever. It would have been squashed. Like, I think Robin's trying to do this, like, producing thing. I mean, she's has been good at it in the past in some ways because she's, like, been very coy. I don't know if that's the word about it. Like, it's just been, like, kind of of like a sneak attack of, of the instigation. But this season, she's kind of doing too much for me. I hate to say it. Kind of doing too much. So, anyway, they all get ready to go to the restaurant. I think they're headed to some Santorini restaurant and they're in the car laughing about the bow. And they're like, We had, y'all were in luxurious Lambos while we had Wawa sandwiches. First of all, I got a bone to pick because those were not my dear Wawa sandwiches. There is no Wawa slander allowed around me. Absolutely none. None around Ruby either. We are on one accord when it comes to Wawa I hope that Wawa hears this and decides to sponsor us and a Wawa's coming to Georgia I'm so fucking excited I will drive 30 miles to a fucking Wawa if I have to to get me a nice sandwich with sweet peppers some mac and cheese and some apples with caramel I don't give a fuck no one's gonna slander my Wawa that was more so a 7-eleven sandwich okay stop it all right so anyway ashley candace giselle and mia were in one car and karen robin and Sharice and jacqueline were in the other so in the interesting car because the other one just was boring as fuck and dry as fuck ashley candace giselle and mia um mia's telling ashley how she's jacqueline's type and candace i mean not candace um ashley is like well like that's flattering but like I wouldn't, you know, like, that could be messy. Giselle's like, that could be messy, like, for her to, like, mess with one of your friends. And then Mia's like, oh, it's happened before. Like, we shared an ex before. What? 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 you got to be kidding me. Like, what? So, according to Mia, she had a boyfriend who was cheating on her. He was very good in bed. And she's like, wow, this is hard for me to leave. Like, this man is great in bed. There ain't no... uh, and no type of sex that could keep me with a cheater if there is no other benefits, okay? That's where Ashley played right. Ashley said, you know what? He, he might be good. Who knows what my, oh, okay. I'm regretting this conversation already. Michael Darby might be all right in the sack, but she that man got long money and she was like, you know what? If I'm gonna put up with this, I'm at least be in a nice ass penthouse with everything paid for with a nice ass car. I'm gonna pop me out a couple babies. And I'm going to get me a nice-ass settlement. Like, think smarter, not harder, okay? But apparently she just told Jacqueline she could try him out. And Jacqueline said that was the best sex she's ever had. Like, hmm. to each their own. You know, to each their own. So they're at the Santorini restaurant now. And Ashley um, calls Wendy. Because Ashley is the ultimate producer. Because at first, like... At the house, Mia said that she wasn't comfortable with Wendy coming, which is like, girl, let the mouse go. So Ashley calls her at the restaurant and is like, you should come. And Wendy's like, okay, I'll come. <sighs> of course, she. we already knew she was coming. Like, we already knew she was coming. Wendy was sitting in the car, already dressed, makeup on, wig on, everything. And is like, all right, I'll be there five minutes flat like <laughs> let's not pretend same so way Ashley comes back to the table and is like Wendy's gonna stop by and Sharice is like why would you make that decision without all of us and Ashley's like it's not fair that she's being ostracized from the whole fucking group which I agree with like don't leave her out like don't act like Wendy did some major ass thing that needs like that causes her to be isolated from the group like with the whole moonique thing like let's remember Wendy didn't start this she just ended it So anyway, Mia's calling A a disrespectful brat. And Ashley's like, well, you're a fucking bully. And um, Giselle pulls Ashley over to her. And Ashley's just like wanting them to voice their stances on what happened the other night. And Wendy, um, oh yeah, so this is when Wendy comes. And Ashley's like, I just want to clear the air, basically. And Wendy apologizes to Mia. She's like, look, I'm sorry for whatever I did that aided and escalated the situation. And Mia just sits there, says nothing nothing and this is where mia lost me it's like girl like you can't be big enough to be like all right i'm sorry too like i don't like the things you said about my husband like i don't i'm not in a space to forgive you i'm not in a space to for us to be friends or for us to really chat but i will say that like all right like i'm sorry too i should have never thrown a drink at you i should have never like tried to big body you like that was not okay it would have just looked so much better if she just was a bigger person. But we see who who's the bigger person. And it's not her. It ain't Mia. So anyway, um, then Robin's like, I've got something great that all of you want to hear. Like, Robin is trying her best to be a producer this season. Do, trying to pull an Ashley. And it's not really working for me. But anyway, so Robin pulls out the video and the speaker. And K- Karen's like, Robin has gone tech. Watch out. <laughs> Karen is so fucking funny. So anyway, she shares a live and Candace is like, what the fuck? I don't appreciate this ambush. Like, what is happening? And she's like, just trying to clarify what she meant. And she's like, I'm shocked because I thought that out of everyone in this group, Robin, we were friends. Like, what the fuck? And like, I thought you were the one that's loyal to me. But now I know that that's not the case. And Robin's like, well, you said everyone. And she's like, well, maybe if you would have asked me about it, I would have told you what the situation was, like I said earlier so candace was like karen i was not including you in that conversation like because obviously all the women were like perturbed which it's not really that big of a deal to be perturbed by like y'all acting like she done wished shame on all your families and cursed you like she just said y'all bitches is fake (laughs) okay so then ashley um is like i didn't want to have to bring this up but karen Candace said that you were seen out with other men <laughs> that instigated Nashley. and Candace is like what I never said that but you can see it all over Candace's face that she's like did I say that <laughs> I don't remember saying that like she was just kind of caught off guard of like what of course Candace gets mad gets up I mean Karen gets mad gets up comes back like whatever um, Giselle was just saying, like, well, Karen, can't, Karen didn't say it wasn't true, though. Like, because Karen's basically like, unless y'all have proof, keep me and my husband out of y'all's mouths. And it's like, that's very, like, lawyer of you to say. That's very, like, something that Meredith would say. Like, it's like dancing around the issue and getting mad, whatever, whatever. So then they leave the restaurant and... The producer says it's ten nineteen at this point. Giselle goes home, the rest of them go out. Four hours later, like there's video footage from their phones of them dancing and having fun at this male strip club is what it looked like. Candace it was like everyone was getting along, and we actually like you could like we everyone was friends. It was really great. Wendy and Robin had a come to Jesus moment. Like I was like getting along with everyone and then shit, Stefan. Because you know, after a certain amount of drinks, and you got some shit to say, it's gonna come out. So this is at 3 25 in the morning, and I guess Mia had already gone home without them, and she's calling them, like, hey, like, what's going on? Ashley's in the car recording everything. Um, I don't know who Mia was on the phone with then, if Ashley was recording. But Mia's like, what's going on? She can you can just hear Candace yelling at Robin like, you're not my friend. I thought you were my friend, but you're not. You're not. And you can just tell that Candace is wasted. They're all fucking wasted. And Robin's like, I don't know. Like it's just like all these slurs and like no one's really making sense. You're not my friend. Like one of those kind of conversations. And you can just hear Mia go, Where's Karen? And you can just hear Karen in the back go, The grand dame never left like oh my gosh like that was the funniest way to end that episode of course we got the mid-season trailer which was also just so good I'm so excited for the rest of this season and I'm honestly sad that we're already midway through because it's just a good time over there all right so I'm gonna take a quick break uh, uh quench my parched mouth from talking so fucking much and I'll be back to do a very quick recap of Salt Lake City because well much all right And we're back for a short, very short, salt lady, salt, salt lady, salt, like salt. What was I saying? Salt. (laughs) I clearly can't speak. Um, I would say English is my second language because your girl, we struggling, um, salt lake city recap. All right. So. We are still on this damn boat and um, Jen is just feeling like Lisa shits on her and Angie is just feeling like used or whatever and she's just saying like, I just, I feel conned just like those old people and it's like, girl, <sighs> let's call a spade a fucking spade. You paid to get on the show. Like, your. are party was a way to get on the fucking show like let it go Jen didn't reach out to Meredith and I'm sure she gonna use that $80,000 for her lawyer fees since they're paying 200 bands like a month she said for the lawyers or a week or bi-weekly I don't know how that lawyer is getting paid that's a lot of money like I'm in the wrong profession to be quite fair um but yeah girl let it go So then Dana Fanana is saying, like, I just – I can't tolerate Jen's behavior. And it's like, girl, you don't know Jen from Adam and Eve, minus watching the show. Like, and whatever anyone has said about her. Like, just get to know the bitch before you do too much. Like, you're doing too much too soon. Like, people love Jen so much, and we know nothing about you. Like, we will be quick to dispose of you and defend Jen. Like, you just – you burning bridges and you are too what is the what is that phrase that old people say uh, too big for your bridges you was too big for your bridges honey like this ain't your this ain't your fight at all so anyway meredith the ceo of fun apparently is like let's have some fun let's dance let's drink so they all start drinking and twerking and all that jazz and Lisa's up pretending to dance because, like, what type of rhythm? I'm sorry, my girl Lisa. None. Um, and she's like, Come on, Jen, let's dance, girl. Let's dance. And Jen is just like, no, I'm not fucking with you right now, basically. And Lisa's like, what did I do to you? And Jen's like, all in her face, just like, I am just angry, and you, you're just not a friend, and blah blah blah. And she like, this is where like people lose me because again. People tolerate as much as you allow them. And I just don't have any friends who get in my face, shove me, anything of that sort. You know, that's just not how India plays with her friends. Um, That may be how they play and that may be their dynamic. And you know, if that's your shit, that's the way you like to do things, then go on, be my guest. Um, So of course, like, you know, it's just chaos at this point. And Jen, just because she can't throw Lisa off board or Angie K, she takes the vegetable, she takes it out on the vegetable platter and throws it off board. I'm like, what the fuck did the vegetable platter do to you? I love a vegetable platter with a ranch in the middle. Give me a, give me some celery, some broccoli, some carrots. Y'all can keep the cauliflower and some ranch. I'm a happy girl. Ooh, if you have a sweet pepper, like those bell green, like those. Green, um, or those baby bell peppers, or the baby sweet peppers. Woo! I love it. I love it. I love it. Anyway, so um, they're all twerking, acting crazy. And these two sages are just being insane with one another. And then Heather brings up that um, you know, in her confessional, she's like, Jenna's had a lot of embarrassment this year, and like, it's just not um, this is just not making like, it's just making it worse, like. We should just not try to, you know, continue to make this fire larger than it needs to be. But it's just at the same time, like Jen is also not innocent. So it's like you people can only feel so sorry for you as you allow them to or pity you or empathize with you. Like if you're out here acting like a tyrant, then no, fuck you, bitch. Like that's my model. I sound like I'm going to fuck the Chappelle show or something. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I make myself laugh. Anyway, so um, Whitney's like, everyone needs to be accountable. And um, yeah, I mean, I agree, you know. But it just doesn't need to come from Dana. Dana Fanana, whatever her name is, who knows no one. Um, so Heather's telling Jen to, like, she's like, you should throw K's purse in the ocean. And Jen's like, hmm, good idea. And she's like, I don't know who shoes these are, but they're going in the ocean. So she just throws them in the ocean and Heather's like, Oh, hell no. Cause she <laughs> Jen sees another pair of shoes, like, whose are these? And Heather's like, Let me take my girl's shoes and she like puts them like puts one of them in her purse and she tries to grab for the other one that Jen just like tosses. Like Jen doesn't toss it off the boat, but like I guess the way that the boat was rocking, like when she tossed it, it <laughs> went off the boat y'all whenever I'm on boats I always get afraid of my belongings like falling in the sea or like my phone like I just have an irrational fear about that so I always put my bags like under the seat like inside of the cabin like and it's never going to be out and about because I just don't trust people and naturally and things like the boats get rocky and things fall off like I'm good especially as as expensive as Angie said those shoes were $1,500 girl why are you? Why are we on boats with this expensive ass shit in San Diego? If you got it, flaunt it, I guess. Anyway, so um, that happens, and then the producer being messy is like, "Whoa, look, there's someone's shoes floating in the ocean out there," and they're like, "Oh hell no, who she's?" Lisa's like, "They better not be mine. I'm Lisa, limited edition pre-order YSL heels, hard to get, eleven fifty, like." I do love those heels. They are very expensive. They are on my wish list. Uh, Like, uh, I wish a bitch would buy me these. Like, a good, I wish a bitch would buy me these. Like, or someone, you know. Anyone, you know. Let's buy Angie some very nice YSL heels. Anyway, so Angie's like did someone throw my shoes off? And Jen's like, no one touched your shoes, Angie, but they all know that Jen did it. So my question is, did the producers like have a mini boat? Did they go out there and get them for them? Because there was no other talk of these damn shoes. Like it was like, oh, well, $1,500 shoes and one of Whitney's flats, I think she had on Hermes flats maybe or YSL flats. I couldn't exactly tell, but it was, I think it was one or the other, but I think I think they were YSL because of the, shape i think they were bottega okay anyway off of the luxury shit um they're back at the house prepping for dinner jen is wasted i mean you could tell she was wasted on the boat she was taking shots she was just like a drunk mess like candace was on potomac like you're not my friend very both of them were very much on that you're not my friend vibe when they drank So anyway, um, Heather is calling Angie H and is just filling her in. And she's just telling her about the Angie K gen drama. And just like, you're fun and I can trust you. Like, girl. No. I just wish we would stop trying to make Angie H happen. Like, how is she not on this damn trip and still somehow in this damn conversation? Like, Heather, let it go. So, Lisa's talking to John about how Jen threw Angie K's shoes off board. So, it's like everyone fucking knew. And um, my only issue was that she was on her bed with clothes and outside clothes and shoes. And I'm sorry if anyone, let's talk about it, okay? Actually, let's talk about it. You, like, I already have, sometimes have a hard time being on my couch with outside clothes on because I just think about, All the germs around, like, especially since COVID, like, all the germs. Then, you know, you just hear these stories of people and not wiping their butts and poop on pants and just all these horror stories. I'm like, why do I even go outside at all? Like, let alone. I cannot. Please, people. Please. This is my PSA. And I'm sure Ruby would agree with me because she is in the health field, public health. Do not sleep go on your bed with your outside clothes on and shoes your clothes are dirty your shoes are even dirtier you're walking everywhere where there are just like micro like germs of and micro doses of poop and feces that you're walking on squirrels are shitting ants are shitting spiders are shitting people are shitting dogs are shitting there's gum. There's just dirt. Why are you on sitting on your bed with your shoes and then you you go and sleep at night on the same pillows with the same duvet? You just got poop on your face. You've got poop on your Secondhand poop on your face. So this is my warning to everyone. Just put on some sweats. Put on a robe for Christ's sakes. Do not sit on your bed with your outside clothes and especially with your shoes. Also, if you can help it, be a shoeless house, okay? Because then you're walking around your fucking house with your feces shoes on. You go barefoot. You have feces on your shoes. Then you sit on your bed. Then you sit on the couch. And now you've got poop couch, poop bed, okay? I hope that just, like, brought some perspective to some of you. Because it's really not like once I started thinking about that. I've never been of shoes and clothes on the bed, like, my parents are very anti that. But shoes in the house, once I realized, like, wow, people have feces on their fucking shoes, (laughs) yeah, betcha, I stopped. Okay. Your house will stay cleaner, your floor will stay cleaner, and you will just feel better. Okay. Anyway, enough of my PSA. So, the Polynesian luau dinner, which is actually such a good theme. Like, I think Jen really nailed it with this. Um, They're, you know, joining in the kitchen waiting for that. Lisa's highlighter mini Valentino bag. So cute. So, I was on Poshmark. Uh, This was, like, last year when I was like, you know what? I'm itching for a new bag. And even though normally I like to, like, get things as gifts because why not? Um i was like you know i'm gonna treat myself like i ended up getting a never full is that when i got the never full i don't know i think so so i ended up getting a never full just because it was more practical um than this bag and i already have like a like a medium gucci marmot so the and the valentino bag is kind of shaped the same way and i just didn't need something that big and i was not about to pay for it full retail because i think at least the mini Valentino bag with, like, the studded one is that Lisa had. I think it's, like, $3,000. And your girl ain't got it like that. Um, So not yet, okay? Not yet. Keyword yet. I'm going to need for y'all to just start saying yet or saying I do have it. Let's let's actually, like, manifest these things by saying I already do have it. Let's be delusional, okay? Even though I do have it like that, I'm not – I don't, like, I'm a Capricorn so i'm very like tight when it comes to like my my own funds I don't, other people's funds opm other people's money i love to spend it but my own i'm tight so i just i just can't couldn't drop it on that but i found this really cute one on poshmark and just decided not to get it so anyway moving forward um jen just, like, the drums start playing. You just see Jen come out in her traditional Polynesian outfit. She's just, like, a real-life Moana. I love it. And I I was wondering if I should say that. I was like, is that racist? But then I'm like, no, Mo- Moana was Polynesian. Like, I don't know. Let me know if I'm wrong for that. I hope not. Anyway, so um, they have the traditional Polynesian drums and the dancing. And um, Angie K is like, mm, they should just go now because they're not going to get paid. Like, girl relax pipe the fuck down okay so then the polynesian dancers are like teaching them and like of course no one can dance meredith has no fucking rhythm she and robin are in the same boat of can't dance whatsoever no ass no hips just nothing like lisa ain't got no ass lisa ain't got no hips like whitney can dance whitney's got got her groove like she's got her sexy groove like whitney is May have been a stripper in her past life. And um, yeah, the rest of them are doing all right. (laughs) But anyway, that was fun. They all sit down um, to eat. And Jenna's like, "Uh uh-oh, we've got the fun police here because y'all bitches are boring as shit. No fun. The male strippers come, which I thought was such a good idea, but they just all were so tight-wounded, like, Whitney was the only one that was like, all right, I'll get a lap dance, like, and volunteer. Like, it's just not a big deal. Like, it's just not a big deal. Um, Lisa, like, was refusing it. Like, no, I just only touched John. It's like, okay. Honestly, I think part of it was because, like, y'all already started rumors about me. I'm not about to, like, let y'all try to, like, set me up further to be like, ooh, she was all over that stripper. So, like, that was probably true. She probably does suck dick for jazz tickets, like. (laughs) i love my girl lisa anyway so this is when this big ass annoying ass fight happens and i'm just not gonna go through this whole thing um angie k is asking dana Fanano, like how's your first girl strap and dana's like i don't know like let's address uh the elephant in the room as far as like me and jen's argument like i just don't think that you're nice to girl like to some of the girls and the whole angie ish thing was like hard to watch and then you told your friend angie k to shut the fuck up and girl again it's not your fight let the mouse go like is this a hill you want to die on on someone else's shit? like no doing too much we know nothing about you so then she's bringing up she's like throws heather under the bus she's like well heather even said at dinner that like if you gave her ultimatum about about being friends with angie h that she wouldn't be friends with you and so of course jen's like what when whole time really Jen and heather have been felt feeling the same fucking way and either one of them have just been bold enough to say anything, and so she's like, "That's not exactly what I said." Which, if flashback, that isn't exactly what she said. Like she said, "That's gonna make me cons- reconsider my friendship with you." Like that makes me realize, like, who I really need to be friends with if you're gonna give me an ultimatum on either side. Like that's you know, like more plausible and understanding because who wants to be given an ultimatum? Not I. You gave me an ultimatum. I'm going in the opposite direction peace out, bitch, like, not happening, like, I am in control of my own destiny, like, you don't run shit around here, that was very Capricorn of me, ooh, a little feisty, what time is it, maybe I need a snack, um, so anyway, Angie, um, where am I, um, Angie H is, like, they're just talking about, like, how she did Jen wrong, and, um, dana's like well angie h said that like she couldn't do that whole post thing that you wanted to do where jen was like you need to post on your fake account that it was y'all and keep it up like keep the same energy is what coach Shaw wanted and angie h was advised by her attorneys and pr like not to do that shit which i mean any lawyer and pr is going to advise you against it because it's bringing shame upon you it's like an admission of i mean they already admitted guilt to it but it's like making them look 10 times worse when Really, they didn't even need to do that shit because Bravo handled it for them. It's like karma. Like, there's no point in me trying to do no shit to somebody else because karma's a bitch and it's gonna come back to you. That's Bravo's basically karma. Like, they have all the receipts, they have all of the footage, they just rolled that shit. Okay. So anyway, um, and um, Heather's like, I don't think um, Angie H is a bad person. I just think that she needs to settle the score, and Dana's just still shit starting like that's not how that happened or you're not telling the truth or, like girl shut up i'm just not a fan so then heather is telling angie h to like because then angie k starts like starting up and is like well like you're i'm the only one or like you're you haven't been a good friend to jen and it's like hold on bitch you was just on a damn bus shred ripping jen to shreds about this damn fifteen hundred fifteen thousand dollar party that uh, you expected to get paid back for and she just threw your shoes off the damn boat and now you're defending her okay i'm confused where does anyone's loyalty lie i don't understand like so then um heather is like mind your business bitch mind your business bitch like mind your business just mind your business anyone who um knows where that's from what i just said please dm me or comment and say where it's from because we will be friends for life and maybe i'll send you a five dollar or ten dollar starbucks card i shouldn't have said what the amount was because maybe that's not very enticing incentive anymore but anyway just let me know if you know where it's from like we'll be friends for life so anyway, um, Lisa is just bringing up how Jen said that he- Heather wasn't a good friend. Like, Lisa's like, I'm tired of the bullshit. Like, let's just, like, put it out here. Like, no one's being fucking honest. And Dana is like, well, why are you having, like, like, like her back when Jen just shoved the fuck out of L, like, out of Lisa? Like, like, I don't understand. Like, there was just too much going on. And then Jen, I mean, the problem is that like Jen can't own up to her own shit. Dana is an instigator and knows no one. Like how do you just come into a group of friends and think that you just about to infiltrate and drop bombs and no one knows like what your middle name is, honey. Like relax, take a breath, like get to know everyone and then start shit. You can't be producing when you don't even know what the production entails. So anyway, Jen apologizes to Angie K saying, like, it was a bad joke. I apologize. And then Lisa's like, all right, let's stay on task, bitch. Like, let's bring it back to Heather <laughs> because Jen was not trying to talk about it. So she's just basically like, you know, um, Heather, you ha- I just don't feel like you've been a good friend to me. Like, I feel like you're playing the fence. And Heather's like, I'm not going to stop being friends with Angie H. And, um, like. That's just not going to happen, but I can be a ride or die for both of you. Like, that's not how that works. That's just not how that works. Like, it's just not how that works. You can't be ride or die for both of them. For two people that hate each other's guts, like, you can't do that. So then Jen's like, um, the only person I know that's had my back completely is Angie K. Like, what in the time warp? Like, I don't get it. I don't get these friendships um and then you know when uh, heather just walks off like get a new friend because i'm out bitch like and that's just basically where it ends like with meredith um taking jen's wig back into the house probably funniest thing that meredith has done all season and that just about wraps up i feel like i'm so long-winded like i miss ruby like Recording these on my own is just not as fun. I mean, I hope that you guys are having a good time. I hope that I'm somewhat funny. Um, I know Ruby brings a lot of comedic thrill to the plate as well, but hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, If you like us, um, recommend us to other people. I have looked on our thing and I'm so sorry. Like I know I've mentioned um our listener from uganda and india but we've had listeners from all over the place internationally and so for that i am so thankful and i hope that you guys enjoy and continue to listen would really appreciate some follows on um for more you know if you want to catch up with us for more chaos to know when our episodes drop um and that's at um pop of color pod on instagram and on twitter and yeah just tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and i hope you guys have a great weekend and just live your best lives like let's just release what doesn't serve us and keep it motherfucking pushing because guess what we're all badass human beings and we're capable of so much and yeah if that's just some motivation you just needed to hear for your day i'm happy to bring it to you and you know comment if you want some more because i'm all about that wellness mental health um spreading joy so yeah anyway hope you guys are all well and we will catch you guys next week Bye.